Proverbs chapter 18 verse 5. It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. This is a great verse. It's straightforward, right? Um, there's no apparent puzzle to what Solomon is saying. Probably needs no exposition. Let's pause briefly uh, on its simplicity, okay? To the best of my knowledge, there's some sense of justice built into uh, every nation, some s system in place for every peoples in the world to execute justice. At the same time, it's a broken world, and so uh, no process for justice is 100% effective. I mean, evil slips through the cracks, even in the best judicious structures. And I think it's clear to everyone that there are times when evil gets rewarded and righteousness is punished. I mean, uh, just watch forensic files or cold case uh, documentaries, right? Um, now, also, we live in this culture where many think that the definition of justice is to somehow weigh the balance of the wrong committed with good things a person has done. And that's just not accurate. When Martha Stewart was found guilty in things related to uh, the insider trading deals, uh, she, she seemed to want the judge to consider all the good she had done uh, for others before he sentenced her. I remember watching it on TV. But look, God does, he does want us to do good deeds, good deeds of righteousness. But, but good works do not make us innocent on Judgment Day, no matter how many we've done. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says this. It's a great passage. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, did you notice that in that passage that our rescue from sin doesn't come from our own works? So we're not going to be justified on Judgment Day by our own works, but rather we ourselves have become God's work. He began to work in us in Christ Jesus. And then notice that God's work is for good works, that we should walk in them. Uh, this Ephesian passage says that, teaches us that this is God's grace at work in our life. We have no reason to boast or brag. So back to our text here. And I think Solomon is simply saying we should not favor the wicked in order to benefit ourselves. We should be just. And I mean, that kind of partiality, it's commonplace in politics, right? Um, they favor the wicked many times in order to benefit themselves. <laughs> uh, I mean, throughout history, we've seen that over and over. Um, also, I would think we should not favor the rich over the poor because they're rich. We shouldn't favor one race over another. All these things and so many more. God wants us to be just. And this text is really uncomplicated, like I say, but I think it points us to something even greater. And that is that God wants us to take on his attributes. I mean, not all the attributes that belong to him as God, of course, 
uh, like he doesn't want us to be sovereign. He, he alone is God. He's omnipotent, but rather he wants us to take on attributes of his character. Things like agape, love, patience, mercy, kindness, compassion, many more. And that includes being just and impartial. Not to be prejudiced against others, right? Now, herein lies the problem, of course. Our hearts are bent on sinning. And, and the standard God will use on Judgment Day will be today's text. It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of, of justice. And we're all wicked in ourselves. I mean, it's true. We know that. But there is good news. He died for us, and then he defeated death, that we might walk in newness of life and victory over sin, and that we might do good works, as we read. And so Jesus, who died and rose for us, he imputes his righteousness to all who delight in him. And we are made just before God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for beginning to work in us, Lord. Um, we who sought our own glory, we who may have sought even to save our own life, those who save their lives will lose their lives. You have said, talked about, Father. We may have, have, have sought to save our lives by doing good works, but they were motivated out of a broken heart, Lord. But you showed us, you opened our eyes, you opened our ears to, to realize and understand and see that you're the greatest treasure in the universe. You're good news for our soul, Father. And your righteousness um, is a gift from God. There's no work we can do. Uh, you said you gave us the standard. You said, Jesus said, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. So that's the only way we can come to you, Lord. It's through grace, Lord. And then your grace begins to work in our lives. A work in our lives for your glory. Father, thank you for Jesus. Uh, the Messiah promised from Genesis, Father, after Adam and Eve sinned, Father. That he came and he did what they could not do. He lived a perfect life and he imputes his righteousness to all who look to him, to all who rest in him, to all who call on him, to all who draw nigh to him, um, to all who come to him, to all who believe in him. Um, it's not any work we can do, but you give us a heart to delight in you. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this wonderful good news of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.